From the Hill Country in Texas, broadcasting worldwide, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. I was just saying to Hannah off the air that if, uh, if I had any idea what we were going to do this morning, you know, we'd be in good shape. So uh, no telling what will happen here. Come by and join us if you care to, 888-663-6386. The email is patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. It is the 8th of September we got a good week for you next week. We will be talking to Matthew Errett. He's out of Canada, and he's a, he's a real top researcher in geopolitical and uh, monetary and war stuff. And uh, we're going to look at the BRICS nations. You know BRICS? Uh, that's B, Brazil, R, Russia, India, I, C, China, and S, South America. They had a big, big meetup um, somewhere last week, and they've now added about eight more countries to their thing, and they want to take on the West. They want to have their own currency and trade with each other and ditch the dollar, and so it's kind of a big deal. So we're going to talk to Matthew, and he's going to tell us where the bodies are buried. That'll be on Monday at 10 o'clock. And then after that, we're going to talk to Flat Earth Dave about a very specific thing. Patrick is going to produce, write and produce, a uh, documentary, theater-ready, big-time, Amazon, Hulu, you know, we're going to, it's going to be a big one, and we're going to prove that the Earth is not round. And I'm going to talk to Dave about doing that, and we're going to do a whole documentary on it, and undeniable proof uh, so I got to get the scoop from Dave on how to do it. And it'll be fun because he's all over this stuff. So that'll be on Monday. You're going to get the insight on a pre-production of a documentary I'm going to produce. Um, on Tuesday, um, 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 what's his name? Maranino. Greg Maranino. Just a really wild and crazy guy in the world of finance. That'll be here on Tuesday. And then Tom Luongo, again, uh, more about the money. Tom is a, uh, the proprietor of Gold, Goats, and Guns Market Report out of Florida. And uh, he really keeps a, an eye on this whole money thing. Big things are happening in the world of money. We're trying to keep our arms around it. But, you know, I, I don't even write checks anymore, so I don't know what I'm doing. So, you know, but uh, I talk to these people and they... They kind of fill us in on what's going on. So that's the story around here. Now we're going to go to the great state of, um, where is it up there? That's, um, that would be, you know, Hannah's up Pennsylvania. there. <laughs> Hannah Walheiser is up there in Amish country. Hi. Hello. Hi, good morning. How are you, girl? <laughs> Frazzled. Are we frazzled? Well, you know, I know, I understand. I was I was almost frazzled this morning, but you can tell me about your frazzled, but uh, Doodle just kind of walked off and walked next door. She does that from time to time. You know, we got Charlie, Charlie Brown lives over there. He's a, he's a dog that they love each other, and she walks over there every now and then. But it's in the country, and it's no problem. And so I, some, sometimes I can just go, doodle, and I just call her. And it's like 400 yards away. It's a long way away. 
But in the country, the sound really carries, you know. So she can hear me. So about five, six, seven minutes later, she's there sitting by the door, completely covered in mud. Completely covered. She looked like a mud rascal. Weren't you, Doodle? You were really cute. And they just walked down to the creek, which is not really creaky right now. It's mostly mud because we've had no rain forever. So that was fun. She had a good time, and uh, I had a good time washing her off. It took about 20 minutes. So that was my morning. You want to tell me about yours? Well, I have a question. Like, does she do that? Like, has she done that before to roll in the mud? Or why do you think she's doing that just for fun? Like, she oh, just wanted to. You know, just like kids, you know, there's when there's mud and dogs will just roll in it and do it. She does it from time to time and visits Charlie every now and then unaccompanied by me, which is not my favorite thing, but she's a girl. And what are you going to do? You know, it's okay. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't get angry. I just get happy when she comes when I call her, you know. Oh, you're so loving, Patrick. I know, I really am. You know, that's a good yeah. thing to do with kids, isn't it? To not, to not, don't you think? I mean, you have two kids. To, three. Yeah. Th three kids. Sorry. I thought you sold one, but no. <laughs> I mean, really, even when they do dumb things, when they turn around and say, I'm sorry, or they come home after being out too late and you're just glad they're home, don't you just kind of love them and say, oh, you're so good you came home and didn't hurt yourself? Something like that. That's what I do with her. Maybe I should work on that. <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah. I have teenagers, so I love them a lot, but there are moments where, you know, they are challenging the best in me, so. <laughs> yeah, I would suspect so in 2023. <laughs> the school where they go, is it pretty uh, well-behaved and not a lot of problems, not a lot of strange stuff going on pretty good school yeah i mean it's um there's weird things in every public school these days yeah and there are weird things there but i would say overall it's it's a pretty safe um you know i don't want to say hokey but you know there's not too many crazy things to worry about yeah not, not too many things <laughs> huh no. i i listened to uh some of the Austin stations when I drive around sometimes just to keep keep up what's going on. One station I used to work for, KLBJ Radio. And some of the stories I hear about the schools in Austin, you know, I think, I think it's, and it's more about the parents than it is the kids. I mean, I, what was it? Oh, um, I don't know, some kid did something during band practice and he said something, I don't know, of a threatening thing to somebody else, you know. And um, the school got him and took him to the school place where they take him and somehow the police got called and um, mothers were screaming and yelling that the schools should have shut down and... and uh, and why didn't they call the parents? I mean, it was crazy the, the way these mothers were reacting to one kid who got called to the principal's office for uh, saying something threatening to another kid. They, the mothers thought they should have shut the school down. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, this is not about the kids. These moms are crazy, man. They're just bonkers. I mean, 
I guess they yeah, hear. I think it. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, Sorry. no, you go. You go. No, I mean, I think that's kind of um, like we've all been triggered from these school shootings that, you know, have been. What was that one years ago? when I think when I was still in school, I'm trying to even remember Columbine, where that happened. Maybe Columbine like up in uh, in in Colorado, the Columbine shooting, that one? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think ever since then, like, it's just kind of gotten, you know, there's this heightened sense of fear about around anything anybody says on whether they're going to follow through, what's really going to happen, right. you know, and it's, uh, it's continues to breed chaos and fear and division. I mean, this is the common theme, I feel like, with almost every topic that we discuss here, right? Really so now, is. yeah, things that maybe kids could have just said. <clears throat> 20 or 30 years ago, um, you know, they're, they're now getting arrested, going to jail. Um, and it's, it's, I think the parents' reactions are just a byproduct of the whole yeah. thing. It's, it's wild. And then people get on Facebook, of course, and they talk about it and everybody is on internet all the time. And well, yeah, and then imagine like if there is, let's say something does happen at the school, let's say that something was actually happening. Now kids are on their phones, they're texting their parents like, hey, uh, you know, there's gunshots in the hallway, you know, and, and parents are hearing these messages and these phone calls are going out from the school and like nobody really knows what's going on anymore. And I hope that's not the purpose and intent, but it's... <sighs> Talk about stress. Yeah. I mean, I'm feeling frazzled, but that's a whole other thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I could have, uh, I mean, I think back when I was, I mean, nothing happened when I went, I mean, nothing happened. Zero. <laughs> the whole grade school, nothing. High school, nothing. We just went to school and we went home. That was it. You know, it's a bit, it's a whole different world, I guess. But, you know, these kids aren't any, I don't know. Kids aren't any just more, I guess they are wilder now or with all this stuff going on within the media, huh? I guess they are just more crazy. I don't know. I think the kids that have been raised on technology and in the era that we're living in and know nothing different do respond differently emotionally. Um, You know, I think there appear to be more issues I'm losing you. Hold on. Could be me. I'm losing Anna. Let's see if it's me or her. I think it's me because I'm just present on my screen. What's that? Let me check my speech. I'm still, I'm really slow. You're really slow? I think I am too. Well, I was frozen. I saw myself. You're on your, are you on Wi-Fi? Oh, no, mine's okay. You're on the best connection you got, right? So we're good. Yeah. It says. Yeah, you know, it's a good point with with the, I, you know, it's amazing. I, I can't even imagine when we were in grade school, if we had phones and we would text and, and all that stuff, I mean, or on the internet. It's just, it seems so, um, you know, just like, what's going on today? Wow, just amazing. 
Well, like when I was in school, we would, I don't know if this is how it was when you were in school, but you know, you get lunch and you get it on a tray, right? But every now and again, somebody would drop their lunch tray on the way to their table. And when everybody did that, unfortunately, everyone would pound on the table. Like, I'm not saying I did, but a large (laughs) amount of people in the cafeteria would like pound their fists on the table and humiliate the person that dropped their tray, okay? Which had to be the worst day ever for this person, okay? But now, okay, things like that happen at school. Everyone's filming it on their camera. They're posting it on Snapchat. They're putting it on Facebook. And now this kid's humiliated, you know, to a whole nother degree. And, you know, teenagers are already very sensitive about, you know, social acceptance and their peer group. And so, I mean, I think there's a lot of pressure on kids that wasn't necessarily there before, which could you know, work in tandem with some of this emotional regulation, because I mean, it all, it's all woven together, but I'm, I'm no therapist. I'm yeah. just sharing thoughts. No, I understand. Well, you're a mom though. And you, you but, but you know, the, the difference, I don't, we just didn't, you know, back then we just didn't give each other a hard time. You know, we didn't make fun of each, I mean, Sometimes kidding, but not even that. I mean, you just didn't do it. I don't know why. It was just a different, you know, I was in the Leave it to Beaver era, so it's not, you know, it's my, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, I was in La La Land, you know, we were in La La Land. Boy, it's, it sounds ideal, like where you went. I mean, there were issues definitely when I was in high school, and my brother, actually, one of my older brothers caused a whole bunch of problems at the school his senior year and almost wasn't allowed to graduate. But they were just goofing off. But the principal was like, you could have caused harm. You're putting people in danger, you know, whatever. But um, he was just kind of a prank puller. So yeah. they did some things, you know. Yeah. It's almost like yeah. it's a it's almost like it's a germ, you know, it gets in the in the media and then the social media and then the kids. And then it's almost like it feeds on itself. And it's almost as if if you're not a little bit crazier doing this stuff, you know, you're you're not normal, you know. And then if you look at some of the movies, the films, this is all they do. It's all about all this nonsense, you know. So it's over and over and over again. And I suspect with the video games and you're always killing somebody in a video game and um it's just a it's just a brave new world, baby. You know, I, I don't know about you, but I went out. I went out of this popsicle stand because it's bonkers, man. <laughs> I am ready to go anytime. <laughs> I am, I am, you know, no, I'm not. You know, I'm not talking too so much about leaving my body, which you know, will be fun when I do. But I, you know, I, I'm really, uh, I'm, I'm, I want to go further away from the city and and um, just write my little screenplays and you know. Not even go on the interweb because there's nothing on there for me, you know. You yeah, think? I feel that in Do my you? soul. Like yeah. I, when I am able to pull away and retract from like the fast pace of society and just how this information at your fingertips every second era and all these distractions and the busyness of of life, I am more myself. Yeah. And I think that's when we are able to get in touch with our true being, our originality, our creativity, um, and clouded by all this muck. But that's just, I'm, that's me. So no, I, I agree. don't know if everyone's I, like that. I agree. And I have to, I have to discipline myself when I write 
and I shut everything else off. And um, and you'd be surprised. A little mind will come in there and say, oh, you just need to check your uh, uh, your email. And I go, no, <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I'm going to stay right here. Thank you very much. And I succumb every now and then, you know, just because it's just like a drug. You know, it's no different than a drug, no different than any drug. The little mind just comes in there and says, oh, why don't you see what's going on? You know, oh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> and uh, you know, it, it... Yeah, I saw, there was a, this uh, psychologist type, and, and he was talking about how, and they did studies on it, how when you got an email came in or somebody did a Facebook thing and you saw, you know, it actually triggers a dopamine response in your brain. Have you ever seen that kind of stuff? So it's like, mm-hmm. it is a drug, you know, it is a drug. It's just like a drug. <laughs> yeah. And I think, uh, you know, first of all, hats off to the brilliant people that figured that out. <laughs> um, and I don't, it's not that I think that technology in itself is bad. Like it is, it can be such an amazing tool to support relationships and and communicate with that we didn't maybe have before. But I also think that the distraction of, I will specifically say smartphones, because, you know, I existed before there were smartphones and you just had like, you could text and call, but you couldn't, you know, get on the web with your phone. (laughs) Um, And I think that, that specific change has been like the downfall of humanity. <laughs> oh, you mean when? See, I, I'm I'm such a luddite, sweetie. So at the very beginning, you you could just text and call w- w- with mobiles, but you couldn't get on the, on the web. Unless I'm completely wrong, I used to have I just like a like a flip phone, and you could okay. text and call, but I couldn't go any. You know, like yeah. look at like, and there weren't apps on it that I was looking at anything with. Um, so yeah. Well, that was. I'm older than Google, Patrick. <laughs> no, you're not. Yes, you are. Yes, I am. I think. I think Google was. Let me guess. Uh, no, nineteen. Was Google like nineteen ninety? Let's Google it. <laughs> okay, let's Google it. Google will know when it was born. I'm, I guess in ninety. When are you guessing? <laughs> I think it was like 80, I don't know. I when don't want to say. But I feel Google? like I'm older than it. Oh, I, I know I existed before Google. Oh, yeah. Was there life before Google? Okay. How about when was Google created? Let's do that. Um, Stanford University. Okay. Google was launched in 1998. No. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Is that? No. 98? Well, I'm older than Google. I'm older than Google. Yeah, 1998. Wow. I thought it was earlier than that. Well, I know. So did I. <clears throat> Do you know, this is, a, this is a story that you should always follow up on your inner nudges. Okay? So when, when, when the internet first started, I guess it was around then, I had a food company. I guess it was in the mid-90s, I I thought it was earlier than that. Anyway, um, and I thought to myself, you know, it'd be really cool to get a bunch of URLs 
and they probably would be worth something someday. You know, like whatever, sex.com or porn.com or, or pizza.com or uh, whatever, you know, uh, um, whatever, clothes.com or, you know, just come up with a million different ones. And I never did it. But I had the thought. I remember the moment I had the thought. So God just banged on my head. Patrick, here's an opportunity. Think about all the words that would possibly be used in the next 20, 30 years for a, for a, a URL, right? What they call it a URL, right? Mm-hmm. I'd be a billionaire today and I'd be on- I was going to say, you would just be, <laughs> you would be controlling the money in the world. <laughs> I would be having little drinks with umbrellas in them on, on, an, on an island, you know? I mean, that's it. I, I remember <laughs> the moment. You know, I did do one. I did chilipeppers.com because we did the salsa. So I thought, well, chili peppers, and I, and I somehow I lost it. You know, it was one of those things where I had it, and I guess after you don't renew it after, because well, I didn't know what I was doing, you know. So I did chilipeppers.com, and God, think of all the ones you could have thought of back in 1998. Oh, my God, you know. That was brilliant, Patrick. That was a brilliant thought. Well, it wasn't mine. It was a divine inspiration that entered my being. I just didn't listen to it. <laughs> That's how these things happen, you know. They come down from above, beam you down and say, okay, Patrick, you want to make some money? Do that. And you go, uh, I'm going to have lunch. And <laughs> I'm going to have lunch. You're not alone. You're right? not alone in this. Okay? I'm sure a lot of people look back on the, on the web at the beginning and say, and this is a great story too. There was a, there was a, a lady who worked uh, with us in the finance department, and it was about the same time. And she said she wanted to quit and I didn't want to really lose her. And I said, okay, well, what are you going to do? Oh, she said, well, me and my roommate, she was gay, me and my roommate, we're going to sell clothes on the internet. And I just thought she was the craziest person ever to say something like that. I mean, come on. At the internet first started, like people were going to go on there and buy clothes. Wow. She's probably a billionaire now in New York with the clothes. Right. (laughs) Well, she probably has her own island, actually. <laughs> She's probably on the island drinking <laughs> drinking those drinks with umbrellas in them. Not me. <laughs> Someone's got to hold this sport down. That's right. That's right. If you'd like to join the show, 888-663-6386. Oh, we're telling stories. Old stories. This will be fun. 888-663-6386. Email patrick1radionetwork.com. I have a bunch of emails we're going to... Uh, we're going to get to this morning. Uh, Greg has a question for us. What are Hannah's thoughts on... Oh, they're seeing how geeky you are. What are Hannah's thoughts on the new Tucker Carlson interview on Barry Obama's crack cocaine-fueled gay sex meetup with Larry Sinclair? I bet, I bet Hannah does have no idea about this. Actually, I, I do. Oh, um, see, I, I was wrong. I, but I knew <laughs> I knew about that story before Tucker did that. Oh, um, you did? His whatever. So do I think it happened? Uh, who could make that up? <laughs> Why would you make it up? <laughs> yes, I'm sure it did. I'm sure many crazy things have happened that Tucker's going to tell us all about in due time. See, I thought you led a really sheltered life, and you wouldn't even know about this. See, 
So you're very, you're surprising me here. <laughs> I try to be intentional about sheltering myself from media and news, but huh. some wild things always find their way in. <laughs> well, they do, don't they? And people send me this stuff, you know, and I sometimes I click on it, and most often I don't. If they get weird, you know, it's like, I don't think I want to know about that. You know, I don't think I want to know about that. <laughs> Well, there's, there is something to guarding your heart and mind, that's for sure. So. And what you're consuming is part of your wellness. So I'm supporting you in that. I think so. Man, oh man, oh man. Yeah, I saw, uh, I watched a little bit of that thing with Tucker. I didn't watch the whole thing. It was getting a little slimy for me. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's kind of interesting that Tucker's even doing that but. He's a journalist. I guess he feels like it's news. I mean, I guess it's yeah. a little salacious. Well, tell, tell me your thoughts about the slimy part. Like, I want to hear, like, break it down. Let's get the real Patrick oh, well, here. You know, I mean, this whole idea about, you know, what he did and what he didn't do. And, and I don't want to hear all that stuff, you know. I don't care about that. That's what I mean by that. But is yeah, it, you know, like is just it, throwing shade on everybody yeah, and all the things sure, that they've done. sure. But I think it could be asked, is it really news? I mean, uh, is a politician's personal life news? I think that <laughs> that, that opens up a whole other set of questions. Like, well, what do you think? Do you think <laughs> it is? politicians' character even matter? Because <laughs> do politics help the world? I don't know. We have to ask Oh, all you want to go there, baby. Well, I'm with you there. I think they should all be <laughs> taken out to an island and just throw them out there. And drop some meat out there every now and then. You guys fight amongst yourselves. Yeah, I think they're all bonkers, but it's interesting, you know, about politicians and their... But, you know, back in the day... See, I keep going back. You know, back in the day, uh, there were uh, many rumors that mm, about JFK and his and his girlfriends, right? But they didn't talk, nobody talked about it. And evidently, according to journalists of the time who wrote about it, they all knew about it. You know, they did. But they just didn't. They felt a respect for the office. And, and you know, when you look back on it, I mean, would it, helped, would it have helped anyone if we would have known that JFK had a thing with Marilyn Monroe or Judith Exner and some of these other people, the mafia gal, I guess if he was going out with a mafia girl, that would have been news for a president. Mm, maybe so. I don't know. You know. I mean, I think their their character assassinations for sure, but I'm I guess I question the validity of that because of what politics seems to represent now versus maybe what it did yeah. decades ago. So, like, we can sling mud on everybody. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the end game is supposed to be with it, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. what's the purpose of it other than to enrage people? It just sounds like people are trying to start more political wars amongst yeah. us. And we're already, we're, we're doing great being divided and pissed off. We, at we don't need other. it. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's anger. I think people are angry deep down. Yeah. I, you know, that's the sense I get. You know, the people, most people are just really angry deep down. And I think they're angry at themselves for putting up with what they're putting up with and not speaking mm -hmm. up. That's just my theory. 
And so they take wow. this anger out on other people. You know, well, you know, well, you know, well, you know, Trump has two girlfriends, or you know, or Obama's his gay lover and stuff like that. But the fact that Michelle Obama is no doubt a man, that could be news. I mean, she was the first lady, but she was really the first man. So, is that news? I'm asking the, the world and everybody that's listening the same question. <laughs> I mean, there's no doubt about it. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I mean, you can see videos. You can see her penis. I mean, it's there. I mean, she was not even, she was not even she's crazy that she's a trans and he's gay. Amazing, huh? Eight years. But I don't think it affected, well, I guess it did. He was crazy. So I don't know. <laughs> I can't even say that. <laughs> Who knows, man? It's like all bets are off these days. <laughs> so, I think we're just going to move to Russia where they're just dictators and they just kill people they don't like. You know what I mean? I mean, there's probably pros to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Putin just kills you. I mean, yeah. at this point, that's not sounding awful, right? <laughs> <That's right. laughs> well, please yeah, call and join the show. Yeah, he just rubs them out, you know, and you don't hear from him again. It's just clean, you know what I'm saying? Just get rid of him. <laughs> Let's not muck up the works. When we're done, we're done. <laughs> Let's not muck up the works here. <laughs> no sense dragging <laughs> him through the courts and have it be on television for the next five years, you know. Oh, my God. <laughs> It is hilarious what they're doing to Trump, though. Do you know he's had he's got four indictments now, four different indictments. Mm -hmm. He's going to go through four different trials. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. When does that when does that start? You know they're trying to. You know I don't know. I don't know. I can't believe we're talking about politics, but I've been following a little bit about this January sixth thing. You know, do you know, have you seen the judges that are putting these people? in jail for 20 years. And this one guy was in jail for 20 years yesterday or two days ago, and he wasn't even there. Yeah, I have heard things Some like that. I know things. a couple of people that Whoa. went. Do you? Um, yeah. Whoa. Including my chiropractor. Your chiropractor went there on January 6th? He did. If you're listening, doctor, <laughs> you're having a good day. Wow. And all of the evidence coming out that this thing was all, I mean, the FBI was involved in it. The whole thing was, was put up, was, was a thing, to, a gotcha for Trump. The entire thing has been proven, and nobody cares. No, nobody talks about it. The media doesn't care. They don't care. They just, they're just going after Trump. They, they don't care. They're just going after him. Just anything to do to keep him out. I've never and seen. And I'm not sure we're free to talk about it. And I think You're that, you know, here. I think if you look at that, yep. how um, crazy things have gotten as a result, these powers that be have a lot of influence Ooh, baby. over over what is uh, being, you know, shared with the people. So are we allowed to talk about it? No. I don't know. Talk about Doesn't on, feel like it. Talk about on face plants. You go to jail. I'm in jail all the time. You know? Yeah. No. I, I think Carlson is pretty much the only guy that's really talking about this stuff. Tucker yeah. Carlson. And they fired him, and 
He's going to be a comedian. Yeah, I was going to say after he got fired. Yeah, after he got fired. Wow. He's the only guy. But he's got a huge audience, so it's really interesting. Do not know what you Okay, let's do some emails here. I love your interview with uh, Martin Armstrong, Mr. Tim Mr. Tim Pony. I didn't know I was a Mr. Uh, you're the only interviewer who asked Mr. Armstrong the right questions. Oh, well, mm-hmm. I'll donate to you. Forget about donating to me. <laughs> That's awesome. Elliot says, I've been waffling between listening to the carnivore advocates and the plant-based enthusiasts thus far. I think most communities agree voting processed foods and all the additives and herbicides usually found in them is the first step to a way of eating well. I recently interest, I really, recently, I can read it, I recently listened to this interview with a gastroenterologist that's changed my mind a bit on carnivore. I also have seen a totally carnivore person given people like Paul Saladino eat lots of fruits and Tom Cowan is for a plant-based diet that includes some animal-based foods too. This gastroenterologist, he makes a lot of good points near the end of the interview, particularly that many of us have severely damaged guts which makes it merely difficult to metabolize vegetables. Many, many people say that, that vegetables are very hard to digest unless they're well cooked. So here's a gastro guy that's saying the same thing. Five G power can be turned up to cause disease. Okay. Do you guys have five G there? And, and, and do you? We do. We're getting, roast, we're getting roasted over here. <laughs> really? In, in 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 your neighborhood, you have five G towers. Um, I I have five G on my phone, so I'm assuming that means there's a tower that's that's giving it to me. <laughs> um, yeah, there is five G. In fact, during the lockdown when we were told to stay inside, um, that's one of the things I noticed was all the work that the electric companies were doing with running different lines, and there was all kinds of stuff being done outside. And my mom and I would talk about it extensively on the phone. Like, <laughs> we're all inside and they're doing all this stuff out there. Like, what are they doing? Um, so I don't know. I hope I hope they were capitalizing on that time for their goals. <laughs> so if you have a 5G phone, does that mean that you have to have a 5G transmission coming into your house? I don't know how that works. Um, I just barely know how to use my phone. Yeah, I'm with you. If somebody <laughs> I just knows, know it says 5G on there. <laughs> if somebody knows, maybe someone can clarify. Yeah, yeah. If somebody knows about that, call us because I, I I thought 
that these 5G towers that you see in Austin, they're pretty spooky looking. And they have to mm-hmm. have them fairly close together because this thing is just like, but it doesn't go far and wide. But if you go mm-hmm. into your lovely neighborhood there in Amish country or Lancaster County, you don't see spooky 5G towers, do you? I try not to look around. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, you. I don't know what I'm going to do with you. I just don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> I have not. I've, if, if you're telling me that I would not be able to miss it, and I would know that there was this monster tower, then I believe I would have seen it. But I am not. You know, you are accustomed to your surroundings, so you're not always checking for details. You're like, sure. oh yeah, there's Farmer Bill, and oh, yeah. you know all that stuff. There's that old five G tower old. up there. <laughs> there's that old five G tower up there. <laughs> oh, there's one in my backyard. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Come on, you guys, you guys know and girls know. Call us or email us and let us know. I don't even know what that means, 5G phone. What does it mean? Again, I have no answer to yeah. give other but, than it's different than 4G. <laughs> but you just wanted to get one so like everybody else you could have one, right? Yeah, I don't know about 5G things. So. Um. Simon, oh, this is a great question. I'm almost 16, and tomorrow I have to go see a dentist. Not that I would choose myself. For a while, they've been pushing the idea of getting braces on my teeth, which they say are crooked. I haven't heard anything from the non-Rockefeller medicine people about his 16. He's saying... That's amazing. I love this person. I love this guy. He, he, he's 16. He's saying, I haven't heard anything about the non from the non Rockefeller medicine people about the matter of braces. And I imagine they aren't good and don't want it. What's your opinion regarding this? And what can I do? That's hilarious. Good for you, Simon. Well, yeah. I, wrote, I wrote Simon back because this is a few days old. I told him, I said, I don't think it's going to hurt you. You know, you'll probably be happier that your two fees are all straight when you're, you know, 18, 19, 20, on the prowl, looking for love in all the wrong places. You know what I mean? It's like, you'll, you'll be happier that your teeth are nice. So, that's what I told him. I don't think it hurts. I've known kids that had braces, and they were fine. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't know, like, what type of metal they put on the teeth or if there's any worry about, you know, mental toxicity from them. But I I am not a professional and know nothing I don't to give any so. advice to him. Other than you can pick up your favorite radio station, but other than that, no, I don't think that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think the metal leeches, we've done a lot of shows in dentistry, but never really talked about that, Simon. But that's what I wrote him back anyway. I said, I wouldn't worry about it, Simon. You're, you're going to like to have your teeth straight. And plus, I, I read a survey in, online one time that girls are very attracted to uh, the toofies of boys. So, see, Simon? So have your toofies mm-hmm. in good shape, and the girls like that. I didn't know that. <laughs> I'm a girl. Oh, you didn't? Well, you didn't. They didn't ask you. You you weren't part of the survey, you know. <laughs> Patrick, I'm still trying to get my head around this. 
this great detox thing you had and you talked about with Hannah, could it be food poisoning? I, I, I thought about that. I don't think it was. I just kind of knew that it wasn't. It was like a, it was really, really deep, you know. I could tell it was something really, really powerful going on. Food, food poisoning kind of comes and goes. This kind of went on for four days or so. Have you ever taken charcoal? I've been doing a lot of charcoal. That's kind of fun. It's really fun. Yeah, I think we talked that, yeah. about that a little bit last week, too. Yeah. Are yeah. you going to try some? I have used it. I mean, I've taken oh. the capsules before, and I have used it to brush my teeth. Um, but I haven't done it recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You do uh, oil pulling every day? Yeah, every night when I take a shower, I do it while I'm in the shower. Yeah. Well, your teeth look great. So after you told me that, I've been doing it too, so I want to be just like you. I haven't done it for years, but I like it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you put anything in there or just a straight uh, coconut oil? Do I put what in there? Do you put anything with the coconut oil or just the coconut oil? No, I may have tried. Like I've been doing it for so long. I think early on I might have experimented with like an essential oil or something in there, but coconut oil is just, it's just easier. So I just try to keep it simple. Mm-hmm. What's the idea? It's supposed to detoxify. It really helps to keep the teeth clean as well, doesn't it? It's amazing. Yeah. 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 Really cool. This email is about twelve pages long. I don't think we're going to do that one. So okay. Oh wow! I mean, wow. Really, really long. I can't read this whole thing on here. I mean, I could. I'd have to. Is it covering like a lot of different topics, or it's just on one specific thing? Well. I'm looking here, it says sea salt, eggs, table salt, iodine, goiters. Oh, one of the things he was, if I just kind of paraphrase here, that he thought Dr. Jennifer Daniels was wrong about the idea of iodized salt. That Dr. Daniels sees, I do not accept Dr. Daniels saying that regular table salt is just fine. It is clearly processed, often bleached, stripped of minerals, so I don't know what makes her think that it's just fine. Excuse me, I also don't accept that it is good for the salt to be iodized. It is not natural iodized, and to me, it's no different than thinking they add fluoride to the water because it's good for us and they want us healthy. It doesn't even make sense that someone on a carnivore diet would get goiters from iodine deficiency. A carnivore diet would get, oh, especially if they eat seafood, but even if not, dairy and eggs are some of the best natural sources of iodine, so they should be getting more and more. So he goes on. You know, uh, the uh, the sea salt that we use with Tarco's protocol, it has iodine in it from the ocean, right? And then you get, we get, we get uh, 
Um, plenty, plenty of iodine there. He's, he goes on to say, I think Adam Bergstrom looks pretty good for his years. I think he's, what, he's 85 or something? Four, three? Is he? Yeah. And he's got a, his mind like a steel trap. I mean, he remembers stuff like, I don't know how he remembers all this stuff. It's crazy. And he says, yeah, he looks pretty good too. It does look like he's he's had some rugged younger years, so he's doing something right though now. Um, yeah, he has. I mean, he's he's married five times. Wow. You get married five times, baby, and you're still looking, you know, okay at 85? Well, you're, you've done five. Oh, God. Can you imagine? That's a lot. So he was Yeah, just, I mean, I, I it seems above average. Above maybe. <laughs> well, he's above average kind of guy, you know. Here's somebody else, um, turpentine, pine needles, resin, whatever. Our bodies are not lacking this. Whoops. And of the people I know who tried it for their problems, it has not helped them. Seems to me another fad. Otherwise, people would see in instant results, as you do when you drink water, it dehydrated, or eat more collagen meat. You know, we've I've known quite a few people that have had good experiences with the turpentine, and and I've done it too, and I've liked it. You know, energetically, I didn't, I mean, I didn't see anything Well, I took turpentine for a month and this happened, but I could feel something good was going on. So I, you know, I did it for a while and do it every now and then. Did you ever try it? Did you get that stuff? I got the brand that you told me. Okay. Um, I have not done the actual five-day thing yet just because life got crazy and I didn't want to start and then stop. Um, but I think what that person is is talking about when when i listen to that you know different things work for different people and i think our bodies will naturally kind of draw us towards the things that we need there's been many different times in my life where i would have like a craving i remember there was one summer where i was just craving watermelon like i wanted to eat watermelon every day wow i did and i felt great and for whatever reason, my body wanted a lot of watermelon that summer. Were you <laughs> and one summer it was onions. Were you I was pregnant? like, I was like so into onions, and I would eat onions all the time. And um, you know, it's just been different things at, at different points in life. So I try to lean into that um, and say, okay, like for some reason, I'm you know, I want to eat grapefruit, or I'm really drawn to sage right now, and and uh, just try to tune in. But I don't think it's a one size fits all. We're also different. Um, and our bodies are so different at any given moment. How our body's going to respond to something is so different. So some things work for some people and some things don't. Well said. Yeah. Uh, were you were you pregnant when you did the onion watermelon thing or you were just craving? Just did it. No, yeah. no, just living life. Isn't it funny how we go <laughs> through things? Just crazy. Yeah, how we go through things like that. I do the same thing. You just, I don't, there's these, uh, there's this product uh, that they have organic, chicken sausages, you know, and they have some Italian herbs in there. 
Yeah. And these are just the greatest thing I ever had in my life. I just think they're just terrific. So I, I get them every week. And you'll probably go through this for maybe a couple months. And then all of a sudden you go, okay, well, I'm done with that. I think we just know what we, what we need, don't we? We just know what we need. Yeah, it's funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well said, with the way you uh, phrased it. I, I, I talk to my peeps a lot, and you know, we, how much salt should we eat? How much meat should we eat? How much? And uh, some of these carnivores and people tell you, but and I, I encourage people to know that, you know, everything that you've thought, and the, everything that you've believed, and everything that you've eaten, and everything, every relationship that you've had for the last lifetimes, including this lifetime, has brought you to where you are today in your metabolism and what you need. How would anybody know that except you? Nobody's going to know that. People can give you ideas, but it's up to us. Yeah, and I think, like, just I'm just thinking about it more in a coaching realm. Like, if, if I'm coaching someone and we're talking about food, there are oftentimes they want me to tell them what to eat. Mm-hmm. And my question's always like, well, how do you feel when you eat that? Or they'll say like, I don't think I need three meals a day. And I was like, okay, so like, what's an experiment you could try if you don't feel like you need three meals a day? Well, maybe I'll just eat two and have a snack later. Okay, well, let's try that. Let's see how you feel when you do that. Do you feel better when you do that? Do you feel worse? Why am I doing that? <laughs> because they're the expert on their body. I'm not. Yeah. The only person that's going to know what's working for them is them. So I think we need to trust that intuition and kind of redevelop it. And I think... The world we're living in is trying to put that out inside of all of us. Our critical thinking skills, our intuition, our connection to the essence of who we are is is being challenged every day in this society. And the thing that I think brings us to life is reconnecting to it. That's why you get paid the big bucks here on this show. (laughs) (laughs) Well said. Well said. This is... Exactly the 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 forces you know the the controllers the media everything they're trying to do exactly what you said put that little fire out in us our intuition because we're the only ones that know what's good for us right and what the right thing is and critical thinking everything they're doing is try to snuff that out everything wear a mask take a vaccine you know wow everything. Mm-hmm. It's our job. I saw a video with RFK Jr. I'm liking him more and more every time I hear him. He's just he's just so cool. He was talking with this fellow in an interview and how he knows and he had the evidence and he, he goes back in history of how the CIA is involved in virtually every media company and platform on the earth, the CIA. Everyone. And he named names, New York Times, Washington Post, Los Angeles Times, ABC, CBS, NBC, Facebook, uh, um, they all, you know. We've all known this about Facebook, you know, they, they, they went to Zuckerberg one, and they gave him a whole bunch of money to do Facebook. Walter Cronkite yeah, was that, on the CIA payroll. Did you know that? And he, no, I didn't yeah, know that. He wrote about that in his book, and he he was uh, 
he was on a short leash as far as what he could report in the 70s with Vietnam. Of course, you're too young for that. You're such a kid. At 70s, when were you born? The 80s. 80s, okay. So, um, yeah. And he, he was guided what he could report on with Vietnam. And he was the main dude back then, CBS News and Walter Cronkite, when Vietnam was raging. Wow. These spooky people have been around for a long time, just putting their little tentacles in it. Yeah, and there was a little, there was like, there's something on, there's some little video I watched, I forget what it was called, but it was all about the news, and it was set back in the day, yeah. I forget, but it talked all about how they were controlling the news even then, um, and uh, I can't remember the name of it, it's escaping me, so it makes me sound like I don't know what I'm That's talking right. about, don't but... <laughs> Um, when you were saying that, so actually my ex-husband was, he was a massage therapist and he still is. And he had a client who was a former, um, formerly in the CIA. Oh, got, I don't know if he just got dismissed, kicked out, what, but I remember him having a conversation and sharing it with me that he said that the sole purpose of the government was to divide the people against one another. Um, so I hope I hope no one comes and gets me in a black band tonight. But no, they that was like ten years ago, and I was like, I know that guy was right. You know, <laughs> he had no reason to lie. So I'm sure if it's a van, it'll be a very well decked out, you know, yellow van or something, not a black van. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be an ice cream truck or something. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Wow. Yeah, Andrew Goss taught us that. Um, there were three news agencies, I think the United Press International, they call it UPI, that fed all of the, all of the, the radio and television stations back in the 40s and 50s. And then AP, which is Associated Press, these are both still around today that the Rockefeller boys and the, they took over these people long ago. Back in the 50s, they took over these people. They just, they move in and give them money and, you know, threaten their families and say, okay, here's what we're going to do. Yeah, they've controlled the uh, the news for a very long time. Who's this fellow that started CNN? He was married to Jane Fonda. Okay, it'll come to me. Um, in 1980, and it's on record now that he was also involved with the, the CIA to start. And this was the first 24-hour Ted Turner. See, it came. And Ted Turner. Oh, yes, Ted Turner. Ted Turner. Mm -hmm. He was, this was the first 24-hour news channel ever, 1980. God. I can't believe we made it through all this with all the crazy stuff going on, isn't it? It's fun, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And my recommendation to everyone would just be to turn off the news. Well, baby, <laughs> unplug. I'd That's... love to have your life since I've chosen to do that. Are you actually plugged into the television? Do you have a TV? 
Yeah, there's TV. I don't have time to watch TV really much. Um, <laughs> once in a while, I will be able to sit down and watch something. And then it's usually like Netflix or, you know, yeah. I actually am a documentary geek. So I enjoy watching things oh. like that. But I don't have a whole lot of time to watch TV. But so. I, meant, I meant, excuse me, I meant like television, television, like all the regular time. Oh, like cable or whatever. Um, no, so I have like, I think it's YouTube TV and like the Amazon, Am Am whatever, and Netflix. Yeah. I don't have like television. regular TV. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're pretty good there because you can pick and choose what you want. Yeah. Yeah. I'll stay right there. Uh, this is uh, Patrick Timpone. We're with Hannah Walheiser. She's on with us on, on uh, Friday, and you can tell she's great fun to have around. Well, uh, here we are. This is OneRadioNetwork.com. I'm just going to give you a little uh, little perusal of some of the products that we have if you want to go to our store and um, and look around and see what you see. This is the Shen Blossom team. Well, it's not the whole team, but it'll, it'll give you some idea of what uh, what they have. But there's some really nice products that I think you'll like. Um, ginsengs and herbs, uh, shaga and rishi, um, digestive uh, potions. Really, really nice things. On Shen Blossom, this is Sir Thrival and Pine Pollen, Elk Velvet Antler, uh, colostrum, mm, they have a really nice um, digestive bitters. That's a little spray bottle. I can show you that here. I like this one a lot. These are all different bitters, orange and orange peel. It's hard to read it with the lights here. You just do this thing. Wow. Elk Velvet Antler. Nice products from Sith Rival. If you want to get a sauna, you can email me and I'll get you one. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com I think you'll like it. I'm in mine every night. And uh, not that it matters what I do, but I think you'll really have a good experience with it. Um... And it's uh, what twelve ninety five delivered to the lower forty eight Pearl Sam. It's a great, great product. Oh, I keep reminding myself I'm going to send Hannah one of these. Hannah one of these. Since she is such nice teeth, see she'll like that. Pearl Sam for your toothies. Then also sulfur. It's a good one. And then if you have five G in your home, like Hannah. You can you can get you can get uh, blue shield blue shield really nice uh, unit you put in there and it helps the body to get stronger for these electromagnetic fields. Air Doctor is a wonderful um, air purifier machine. So what else do we have? Well, we have the hydrogen. If you like to breathe some hydrogen, you can do that. And I'm going to order some of these today. I've been taking this for a while, but it's a really wonderful product. It's called BioAge, and it's all different kinds of uh, colorellas, spirulinas, and greens, and uh, 
the way they make them is just amazing. If you can go to our website, BioAge, BioAge, and click on there and go to the website and read the ingredients of these three different kinds. Really good. And I love this kind of stuff because it's great, really good for you. Really, really good for you. And then finally, if you want to learn more about the money, you can join Fred Jaszewski and I once a month on the Real World of Money show, first Wednesday, but then uh, learn about gold and silver and put some in your underwear drawer for a rainy day, and uh, I think you'll be very happy that you do that. You can call Fred, 800-878-2646. 800-878-2646. I trust Fred. I've known him 30 years. He's the real deal, and he'll take good care of you and not try to sell you a bunch of stuff that you don't that you don't need. If you're watching on video, you can go to the to the area under just look under there underneath the video and you'll see three drinks. Uh, drinks, click the hello, you'll see three links or drinks. Depends on where you are. And click on it and it's a a, a donation tab if you'd like to donate some bu- bucks to us. We'll take dollars, yuan, bitcoin, no. Just dollars. Or the store link is there, and also the link to our website, oneradionetwork.com, which has 15 years of really an an amazing assortment of shows for you, all kinds of shows from everywhere around the world. Just put your favorite subject in there or somebody you'd like to learn more about and put it in there. And For example, you could put in Dr. Ray Pete. And all of his shows will come right up. So those are the things that we offer you. If you'd like to support us with products or donations, we'd be happy to take them and just, we will accept them gratefully. We gratefully accept them. Gratefully accept them. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is one. Radionetwork.com. Patrick Timpone making faces at uh, Hannah. We used to do this when we were kids, especially when we were eating dinner, we would say, look at it like this. <laughs> <laughs> look at it like this. Great. I don't know. Do you know, it's another thing I just thought of, and I think it's, I may have mentioned this before, no, I'm going back in memory lane this morning. I'm just getting all kind of gooey about the past, um, even though it doesn't exist. Do you know we, that we ate, we ate dinner together virtually every night in my life when I was a kid? That's isn't that, amazing. Isn't that amazing when thinking about yeah. what goes on with families today? And, you know, I'm not blaming them and say they're bad for not doing it, but there's a lot of stuff going on, soccer practice or band practice or... You know, whatever, you know. But we did. I, I you know, I be, I don't hardly remember a time when everybody wasn't together. I mean, we didn't go anywhere. Isn't that interesting? You just didn't go anywhere, you know. You want, you went to school, you came home, played baseball or went outside and played wiffle ball or did something outside. Mom would call you in for dinner and we were all there. Mm-hmm. That really was Leave it to Beaver time, wasn't it? <laughs> the more I think about it, that really was. Wow. 
Well, you know, I don't, I mean, I think that the breakdown of the family is definitely something that we're seeing, you know, impact society a lot now. Um, So, yeah, I think there's something to that. Now, did you guys, were you guys involved in extracurricular activities? Like, did anybody do anything once you got older or it just didn't impact the dinner schedule? There wasn't anything to do. I mean, we, we played soccer and we played sports, right? Um, so that was once a week. Maybe you would have practice and you would go to a game. But we lived about, we lived about um, I don't know, 10 houses up from the school. So we just walked to the school and went to the, the soccer game or the coaches would pick us up. But, you know, that's all we did. Oh, I, I take it back. I was Boy Scouts. We were a Boy Scout. We did that. But I don't think the girls did anything. There was nothing for the my four sisters to do. They just, I don't know what they did. They just hung around. Mm-hmm. So sports pretty much was it. And then Boy Scouts, yeah. yeah. So it's a pretty simple life, you know, back then. Mm-hmm. Very simple. Very simple. Wow. God bless mom and dad. Whew. Yeah. Been listening to your internet radio show since 2016 and appreciate the spirit of the station. Fascinating Sarah Westall interview with Renette Stenham, conspiracy reality activist who mentions Bear Paul Lando, oh, surrounded by the fire from the cabal. Do you know our friend Barry? He was up there. I think we mentioned it that his house was surrounded by fire, but they went back. He he made it. Isn't that good? He made it. That's yeah. good. It That's didn't good. burn his house down. Yeah. Good. You think we'll ever get the real story? What happened in Maui? Probably. Not. I'm not holding my breath. Probably not. Huh? Some of the things coming out, I mean, whew. <laughs> I should play. Did you did you see this story about like um Oprah Winfrey went down there and wanted to everybody to donate ten million dollars, you know? Did you see? Everybody, uh, like collectively. Yeah, she wanted she wanted people to donate ten million ten million dollars. You know. How'd that work out? Well, here's the real story. She said she was going to donate ten million dollars. Right? Oh, okay. But she didn't do it. Okay. Yeah. So here's a lady who's interviewing Oprah Winfrey, but she's really interviewing herself. Let me see if you can hear. This is hilarious. Let's see if you can hear it. If you can't hear it, I won't play it. And we're so concerned with what's happening in Maui. We thought we'd ask you to do something about it. You being other billionaires? I know, just like regular normal people. Right, okay, but you're giving 10 million. Well, we've, we've committed to giving 10 million. What does that mean? Well, we haven't actually given it yet, but um, we're, we're committed to giving it via you. Sorry, what was that? We're committed to giving the 10 million through your donations. <laughs> what, do you, what do you say at the end there? We'd like you to donate, and that's how we'll get to the 10 million. I thought that you already pledged the 10 million. Well, we've sort of committed that on behalf of you. So you haven't given 10 million, then you've 
you've just set a goal of raising it. Well, so you've committed other people's money to your own charity you just set up. With disasters like this, the number one need is money. Aren't you a multi-billionaire? Well, yes. Like a billion is 1,000 million. And you have multiple billions. Uh, yes. And you also own 2,000 acres in Maui. Um, don't you have both the means and the moral obligation to help the community you live in? Hello? <laughs> Oprah? Guys, I think she's Mitch McConnell. <laughs> Some of these people are so clever. I'm confused because neither one of them sounded like Oprah. Was well, someone like a special she person? Was, she was, this was a... A, a play on, she was... Oh, it was like a spoof. It was a spoof yeah. that she was interviewing Oprah. But the gotcha, story goes gotcha. that Oprah hasn't given anything, that she just wanted people to donate $10 million. But when she did the interview, or she did the clip, she acted like she was going to give the $10 million. What a rascal. It's crazy. Okay, more emails. Here we go, here we go, here we go. This fellow cooks egg whites and leaves the yolks raw. Do you think that this is a way to do it? Um, well, yeah, you can do whatever way you want. A lot, of, a lot of people think that cooking the whites are better than raw, but I've never had that experience. Another email, Dog Day Afternoon from the 70s. Have you seen it? Yes, I have. I know it well. This movie launched the normalization of transgenderism hmm, and transgender marriage. Nobody cared. Now, 50 years later, excuse me, people are surprised because they're coming for the children. Well, what was the pl that was the plan all along. Yeah, they did have a transgender thing. You probably did you see that movie? It's probably probably not. Al Pacino movie. Uh, interesting interview with Dr. Mark and Sam Bailey. Yeah, we love that show. Um, they're so adorable. Makes me wonder what else we've been lied about. History is written by the victor. Hmm. <laughs> 